Master Remo, they're here! Ah, welcome, welcome. The pilgrims have arrived. Yes, I made sure to protect them. You should have seen their strength. They saved me from a foul crew. Those damned seekers of chaos. What were they planning? Those horrid... Young Eula, don't you have more messages to deliver? Off with you, boy. Oh, okay. Yes, I will help deliver the next messages. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you. I apologize. He is quite passionate, but does not know his place. If it were me, I might have let him die. Anyways, you have just missed the most enlightening debate. I told you about the prisons of yore, didn't I? The prisoners who were left behind here by Luta. They have survived all cycles, yet have gone quite mad in the process. We do not know why Luta brought them here. They have started to become quite aggressive. We just decided on a humane justice for these poor lost souls. Drowning. The prisons of yore were just flooded. A truly important decision. Ah, who is Luta? Of course, you do not yet know of the Seventeen. I had said to the researchers that you would be looking for many answers. They will make themselves available to you at your will. Perhaps in the morning, Gregor, the Savant of Luta, will be available for you. Inside the halls of Stalwart Fortress, the Cleric Remo does his best to make the newly arrived travelers comfortable. They have come for information, still seeking to understand this world which they know too little of. Being a rapid conversationalist, Remo is more than happy to divulge all he can to the group. He reveals that there has been an active debate within the fortress about what to do with several immortal prisoners they had been charged with. As time deteriorated their minds and their increasing insanity made Remo anxious about their aggression. He suggests flooding the prisons, trapping them underwater forever, and washing away any concerns they may cause. Remo also makes some jest about his courier page, Eula, suggesting that if it had been himself in position to choose Eula's fate, against the Dark Blade assassin, he probably would have let him die. Sensing some discomfort from his guests over such comments, Remo reveals that if it is knowledge that the travelers seek, then they should consult Gregor, the savant of Luta. Like many in Stalwart Fortress, Gregor had been a scholar of ages past until he came into direct contact Luta the Beacon, a telepathic being that lives deep within the fortress. Through this connection, Gregor gained the power of immaculate memory, his mind able to recall every bit of information that it ever learned. In a place dedicated to preserving knowledge, Gregor became a valuable tool to the other researchers, kept alive perpetually through a strange device few understood. Through many ages, many researchers would whisper in his ear, telling him everything they uncovered, as if he were a living recording device. All things grand, terrible, and mundane were spoken to him, and thus over time he came to know all there was to know within Stalwart Fortress. 
Remo offers to provide the Traveler's counsel with Gregor, but notes that Gregor has grown weary in recent days and will only answer two questions before needing rest. It would be up to the Travelers to decide amongst themselves what prudent queries they could ask such a valuable fountain of information. Debate sparked instantly, and few were in agreement. Some wanted to know about the nature of cycles within the world. Others wanted to know about the various factions that exist within it. A few were even curious about the prisoners Remo spoke of, growing suspicious of the cleric. As the group beleaguered their choices, Remo brought them to Gregor's chamber, where sat a peculiar and mysterious man, wearing a metal mask with glowing blue eyes. He greeted the travelers with a mechanical voice and let their questioning begin. Hello, I am Gregor. I am ready for your questions. I am curious what knowledge your fresh eyes seek. First, I will answer, who are the Seven Seas? I know much about the Seven Seas, but my knowledge is not complete. The Seven Seas are rulers of past cycles. Each found a way to absorb the power of the world. I do not know all of the sources of this power. She who smiles, the first. She has been seen in every cycle, watches all with a smile. Her disciplines have been seen, but our researchers have never heard them speak. I have no records of her origin or purpose. Yawn the whole. Yawn established a grand kingdom of her. The kingdom of the enlightened. Witnessing destruction across her lands wrought by the nameless serpent, he harnessed her power to turn himself into a being worthy of her glory. The giant hole within himself provided safe haven for the kingdom beyond it and has enabled it to survive many cycles. Yog the Eye. Yog is the brother of Yor. After the establishment of the Kingdom of Enlightenment, Yog saw many turn to paths beyond her glory. Her codex was sent to him in a grand beam of searing light. With this, he obtained the highest form of her knowledge, transforming him into the eye of her glory. His vision ensures all follow her path. Luther the Striver founded the stalwarts in their never-ending pursuits of knowledge. Luther's followers traveled with him to collect knowledge. Luther recorded all of their knowledge on the walls of the stalwart. The language has not yet been decoded by our researchers. However, past students of Luther have inscribed some of their knowledge to my memory. Luther found a lover among their students here. Luther gave the lover Luther's own arm to protect the stalwart in their absence. While gone, the arm slowly grew attached to Luther's lover, slowly transforming him into a twisted amalgam of Luther and this poor mortal. No longer able to speak, Luther's lover became Luther the Beacon a great fountain of knowledge, so powerful it brings visions and fear 
into the minds of any that gather near it. Only those who remained within the walls of the stalwart or had scraps of Luther's original field notes were able to withstand it. I was once a great researcher of these halls and was called by the beacon to absorb the true knowledge of the great Luther. This process destroyed my body, but enlightened my mind. Luther the Striver was never seen again in this world. However, I have records of writings in their language found scrawled in various locations beyond these halls. The Artificial God Members of the Church of Her found an ancient technology in the ruins near the stalwart and kingdoms of Yore. The ancient technology enabled deeper learning and education in the ways of her light. A great polymath of the Church of Her sought further enlightenment, thrusting himself into the ancient stone that was found at the center of the ruins. In doing so, he became the artificial god, a source of power for all of the technology discovered there. The discovery of this technology brought a strange calamity to the area and realms of Yore. Those inflicted with this plague became marked with never-ending life, but lost their minds in the process. I cannot speak more about this topic. However, you may wish to know this technology is what keeps my body still alive. Are you the godling? A mortal soul who found an ancient power from a time before the tomb. I have no records of any further detail of her. The Crow of the Treaty. The stalwart has long feuded with the crow. The crow does not align with either of the two. The crow is a part of the great witch Detriti that was separated from herself in some arcane ritual. The true motivations of this group are not known to us. Zoe the World Bearer. Not much is known about this member. However, we know that the machinations of Zoe are somehow crucial to the existence of this world regardless of allegiance. Logan the Shameful. He was expelled by the kingdom of the enlightened for an unknown reason. I do not have any further records on his presence in this world. Finally, the Nameless Charter. I do not know the origin of the Nameless Charter. However, our researchers have indicated that there is an association with the Concord of the Grand Jester. I am sorry, I do not have any further information on the remainder of the 17 in my records. Now I will answer your next question. Will we all be burned? I do not know how to answer such a question. You will decide your fate. I cannot speculate on your decisions. Gregor tells all this and more to the travelers, but his knowledge is incomplete. It would take a great deal more study on the matter to truly understand the nature of all the Seventeen. Growing tired, 
Gregor imparts one more piece of information. This world may have started with the two, but there are many hidden forces within the Forsaken Lands, though the greatest power within it will always belong to the travelers who make their mark and share their stories. With that, he retires to bed and leaves the travelers to their own devices. On their way out of his chamber, the travelers meet a cartographer named Zell, who has prepared a map of the surrounding area for them. Hello, I am Zell. I heard Gregor's call. Oh dear. Gregor recommended I give you access to the hidden laws of this world. But you haven't even seared your concord into your flesh yet. This should not happen so early in the cycle. <sighs> Something must be occurring in this forsaken world that I have not yet seen. Something dark. There is a means by which each traveler becomes connected with this world. I believe it is the power of her light that guides it. But there may very well be different sources of this power. In fact, I believe the Seventeen are those that have consumed this. You mentioned you had interest in exploring this world. Where will you go? Give it some thought. Perhaps I, Zell, the great world shaper, cartographer of the ages, may lend you a hand in your journey. For the first time, they see the world clearly and realize how much more of it they have yet to explore. Several travelers suddenly have an appreciation for how far they'd come and how far Eula had traveled to locate them. His continued absence since he left the fortress begins to worry a few. Yet overwhelmingly, the group feels enlightened by knowledge, finally beginning to understand their place in the world and its many machinations. Yet despite all of this, none can shake the one true constant. We are all going to die. This broadcast has been brought to you by the Concord of Research. Written by King Offling, vocal narration by Gina, mix and edit by Pandera. We are all going to die as a Creative Commons project. For more information, find wagdie underscore ETH on Twitter. Follow more current updates and discussion on our other podcast, Wagdie Weekly, available now on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for listening, travelers.